Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Kim Thompson Pinder, the extraordinary word ninja and founder of RTI Publishing, where we work with you to ghostwrite and publish your signature book that will double your business by attracting clientele and position you as the go-to expert in your niche. Next, we will show you how to use your book to make lead generation and conversion a snap while building an audience. My guests include professionals, entrepreneurs, and coaches who use their skills to build people powerfully. They will share their story and powerful tips that will help you live better. They will also share their writing journey and how it has impacted their life and the lives of their readers. If you've ever wondered if writing a book makes a difference, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. And I have back with me Mike Garrison. And the previous episode, we started to talk about can I borrow the car? And if the pre-conversation Mike and I just had is anything like what this podcast is going to be about, you do not want to turn this podcast off. Because I really believe that, you know, for entrepreneurs, it is so hard to build a business. It is so hard to get to that place of predictable sales, you know, and we get taught that, you know, we have to do learn marketing, you know, and, and create these funnels and all this stuff. And, and if you're on YouTube, you're seeing all the funny faces he's making at me right now. But I really believe, and you know, most of my business has been built on this, but I'm excited for this conversation because I'm ready to take it to the next level, is that you can build your business based on referrals. And Mike is the expert, the king of teaching you how to get predictable referrals. So Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I am uh, I'm ready to go. Caffeinated, agitated. <laughs> Let's do it. Oh, caffeine. I wish. Anyway, uh, I'm out of I have some things going on. I can no longer have caffeinated coffee and sad face. I really miss it. <laughs> Stop for a moment. OK. OK, we're good. Just wanted to respect that. That horrible. <laughs> So on the last episode, uh, Mike shared his story with you, and we really went into the risk mitigation process. Now, Mike, just take one quick moment, just the very briefest of overviews, because people can go back and listen to the previous episode, but just talk a little bit about that risk mitigation process. So it's no accident the book is going to be called Can I Borrow Your Car? Because in essence, the reason people don't get predictable referrals is they don't have a mindset of protecting other people's relationships when they do business by referral. Usually what happens is people bring a referral predator mindset into the referral process where they are there to get theirs. Now, this actually works some because relationships are forgiving, <laughs> unlike the economy, right? And, and so the problem is this, is you have, you have, we call it the referral triad, right? You've got the person that wants the referral, the person that gives a referral, and the person that is a referral. The person who's giving has the most risk and the most opportunity. Mm. But the way that you deal with the risk so that you lower your risk and increase your opportunity is through structure and systems. And 
a giving mindset. So that's kind of the overview. Okay, mind blown again. So that's just a small taste of what the first episode is is about. And you haven't listened to it, I recommend it. It's, it's the one right before this one. Because Mike lays an incredible foundation. He explains the can I borrow your car principle. He goes into the risk mitigation in a lot more detail. So, you know, if you haven't listened to that, stop, go back, listen to that first, because that's going to give you a foundation that's going to help you take what he's going to share with us next and really apply it to your business and start to see um, those results and referrals that you want. So today, the two big areas I want to cover with you are the macro strategy and the micro strategy. So first, let's talk about the macro strategy. So why don't you explain it and then we'll discuss it a bit. So the macro strategy is very similar. So there, there's two modules in my referral, predictable referral training course. Module two is giving, module three is getting, right? The macro and micro structurally are very similar. And, and the reason is, is one of the reasons people don't trust referrals, right? Which is true. Um, they love referrals, but they don't trust them because they don't systematize them and they don't make them predictable. The reason we don't trust referrals is because we don't understand what can scale. People look at a referral process, Kim, and they, they say to themselves, well, I can't ask enough people for referrals to be able to get enough referrals. And I go, maybe, but that's that referral predator mindset, mm -hmm. right? So the macro strategy for giving and getting is hashtag networking, right? Mm, so yes. you network effectively. and. Here's we get what we have to remember. There's a big difference between what referrals you'll accept and what referrals you want. And it's that's the same thing when you're giving. There's a big difference between what people will accept and what they want. And the most powerful part of this whole process is talking about what you want and what they want. So the macro strategy I just want everyone that's listening right now, imagine your most important contact, your most powerful, most connected, most prominent contact that you have. Um, I'm thinking of several relatives and friends that are multi-multi-millionaires, and you, you would have zero chance mm -hmm. of getting to meet them if you weren't introduced to them before they were in the market for your product and service. Mm -hmm. Meaning, these are people that don't need to find a new salesperson. Yeah, when it's or, or a new entrepreneur or a new business. or They've already got relationships. So when we're talking about ideal clients, which is how you scale a predictable referral business, we are going to let karma, Jesus, Gandhi, whoever, we're going to let the universe. There you go. I'm, see, I'm being, I'm being, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? I Whatever wish term you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. So, like, referrals are going to happen. So we're going to we're going to trust that if we are doing the right things consistently within a measurable system, that we're going to get what we'll accept, and we're going to take our efforts and we are going to scale what we want. And so here's the deal: macro strategy is we take what referrals beat everything on by referral. I can get appointments with ideal prospects when they would not talk to a salesperson 
about buying anything. I can be referred at the top of the funnel. The real problem in sales is people don't understand a complete sales process. People are trained and then manipulated or, or marginalized into being order takers. And when you're an order taker, your business will never scale. You sure. have to get to the top of the funnel. And so what do we do? So let's look at the macro strategy. The macro strategy is we leverage social, right? One way not to leverage social is to only meet with one person at a time, on or offline, right? So I'm going to stop you there for a second because you, I, I sent Mike a copy of my author to authority book. So this just really kind of ties in. One of the things that, you know, I talk about in becoming that authority, you know, scaling your business where you go from that one-to-one model to the one-to-many model. So that's just really cool. Keep going. I just just had to say that. Well, you you have to. Like, why do referral groups work? I I generally don't advise joining one, okay? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of reasons, but why do referral groups work? That same principle. So you're leveraging your time. And so- yes. My target market is financial advisors. I work with other business owners, but they got to make a lot of money off of transactions, right? Because that's the people that I help. And with financial advisors, the number one referral source for financial advisors is their clients. But usually the referral, and it's just trash, hashtag trash. The general referral strategy is to either be passive aggressive and go like, you know, I'd really... I really love referrals and just, you know, or, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. or to be a referral predator and, and like a professional nag. Hey, Kim, who do you know who, right? Asking these asinine little technique questions. So the macro strategy is identify yes. who you want to work with in the next year. And I'm going to challenge everyone listening. If you can't show me a list of all your ideal clients that you've already identified that you want to work with in the next year or two, you are not in sales. All right. I, w- I want to stop you right yeah. there because yeah. I know you can keep going on. You have talked about this before and I only have one question for you. How do you figure out the names of these people? Like, I don't know who I don't know. <laughs> so that's the macro strategy. All right. So the macro strategy, number one is, do you like and this is a this is a mean question I ask everyone. Right. And it's why I don't accept coaching clients until they've done a consulting project with me. Mm-hmm. Like you don't, you can't go on retainer until I'm convinced that you're actually going to win races because time is money. Right. Yes. And so so the big one of the big questions I ask is what sales training have you had? Generally, the people with more sales training which you usually find in the business-to-business community, generally those people are much better at not wrecking the car. Yes. Because they don't approach a home remodeling project with only a hammer. Yes. So they, they understand how to prepare for meetings. They understand how to conceptualize. So I'm just saying, this first step is do you have sales training? If you don't have sales training, and I got a zillion books right here, read books on sales. In the book, we're going to have a, a resource list and you'll be able to see all the ones that I recommend, right? But but sales. The second thing is, get I, on I've, the- I've already read one of the books on the list. Yes. Yes, you have. Oh, wait, I see it. Selling <laughs> from the heart, right? And that's a good, so selling for the heart. So here, Larry, here comes your plug, okay? <laughs> one of the biggest problems we have with sales training 
is we don't understand how to be authentic. So Larry's book, Selling from the Heart, the reason Larry and I are so tight um, is because his book introduces you to a different mindset around yes. sales. And then from there, you can go to gap selling. You can go to any of the stuff from Mark Hunter, Anthony and Reno. Uh, yeah, Blunt. I mean, you name it. There's all kinds of great stuff out there, right? Pink, you name it, tons of stuff. But if you don't have the mindset right, you won't be able to be. And if you want to be by referral, you dang well better read Selling from the Heart so that you aren't wrecking the car. So anyways, mm -hmm. so the second thing is this. You get on the internet, fool. Like social freaking media. You know what I used to have to do, Kim, when I was selling copiers back in the day? And I'm talking about like pre, like we had this, my first phone was like five grand. It was awful. So like back Your in first the cell day, phone? Oh God. I mean, it was, uh, oh, I don't even want to start it. Right. So like I, I'm a little bit older. Right. So I've been around. So my point being is this, it's like to get industry news, I had to go to the freaking library. That was like, and you had these industry periodicals. So every piece of information I had was old. Now I can get on this, the interwebs and I can find out all kinds of stuff. Like research is at the top. Your macro strategy has heavy research because you don't have to spend hours driving to the library and reading. Through. You can do very targeted searches. If you're not on LinkedIn and you sell B2B or your financial advisor, you're a fool. Additionally, you've got to be on Facebook or Instagram. One of those. Guess why? Even if you hate those, and, and I don't even want to go there, meta, whatever. Even if you hate those, there's so much information out there, right? So yes. big strategy research. Then see who in your network is connected to them. True. Right? Additionally, a big referral strategy, when you look at it all in, is writing content that makes you different. So today was a big macro strategy newsletter for me. And it was why financial advisors should write personal posts. And I've got all kinds of information in there. It's top of the funnel stuff that makes me interesting. But the real thing, like my best posts ever are personal. Like, yeah. like if the macro strategy for referrals, giving and getting, is sharing personal posts because that's what makes you different, right? It also makes you relatable. Well, think about it. So here's the question, the macro question, the macro question that has to be answered for all the crap I teach is this, why should I agree to meet with you? Yeah. That's what we're answering at the macro level. Like who do we want to meet and why should they want to meet with us? Well, because you sell garbage. Well, the, here's the thing is like, if it's just be, if, if my introduction strategy for you is all around what you get paid for, then the only people that will be willing to meet with you are the ones that want to pay you. And yeah. most of them already paying your competition. So all of a sudden I'm your salesperson. No, referrals are about favorable introductions. They're about being welcomed into conversation and a beginning relationship with your ideal prospects without the taint of transactions. Yeah. You know what's really cool though? You ready for this? Love it. Go ahead. Sometimes, sometimes when you meet with somebody socially, right? Not salesy, but socially, they decide they're ready to buy now. <laughs> and, you, know, you know what? I've had that happen. Like when, 
you know, before pre-COVID, I spent a lot of time traveling to networking meetings within a two to three hour um, geographical range. And, you know, I always went to these network meetings with the goal of having two to three really great conversations. And I didn't say business conversations. I said conversations. And, you know, I'd always go with the point of just getting to know people. I mean, obviously, I, I have a good, strong introduction. You know, from the moment people meet me, they know who I am, what I do. But the goal of the conversation was never to sell. The goal of the conversation was to get to know a person, see if I can be of value. Like, I remember there was a couple of times I went and, um, you know, people found out I was a publisher. Just, just let me, let me finish because it relates back to what you just said. And, you know, they would ask, start asking me questions. So we'd have this lovely conversation. And they're like, can I ask you some publishing questions? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And, and I answered all the questions. And, you know, I, I had once or twice where the person goes, and I mean, I wasn't trying to sell. I genuinely just answering the questions and they're like, I need to hire you. Your definition is wrong for sell. That's your number one problem. As a okay. friend, you were trying to sell. You were trying to sell. You weren't pitching. The sales is the entire process. True. Well, the, the greatest weakness I see in my clients and in my network and the thing that we're going to work on the book is we're going to teach people that definitions have power, right? Mm -hmm. And when you, when you restrict sales for something it's not, which is only asking for business or pitching, that's the number one problem on LinkedIn, on any social media. It's the number one problem in referral groups. And it's why so many of you suck at referrals. It's because you've taken sales, which is an entire process of helping people buy from you, right? And True. then delivering, right? And you've made it into the awful part that everyone hates. And whenever, and I'm just telling you, <laughs> I, I've been a sales coach and a writer for decades. And whenever I hear somebody say, I'm not trying to sell you anything, I laugh in their face usually. And I say, look, you're lying to me, right? And I'm, I'm not saying you're a bad person, Kim. Obviously, you're a sister in Christ. You are my publisher. But this is the problem. We, we are making sales bad. Sales is just a noun. It is just a noun. Yeah, it's kind of become a four-letter word noun. Right. And that's because most people suck at sales because they've never had any training. And so they try and use this reverse psychology, which doesn't work. Right. The point is, we're all selling all the time. We're either doing it well or badly. <laughs> people, are like, well, people are like, you're not trying to sell me. I'm like, the hell I'm not. Like, I'm selling all the time. Like when I'm servicing my client, I'm selling yes. them I'm because I'm being persuasive. But persuasion is not asking all the time. And so that yes. I just want to I just I just it's so important because the macro strategy, we can't do referrals if we don't want to sell. Sure. We cannot do referrals if we don't want to sell. Yeah. You know, you're right. Like I was looking at that differently for me. See, I, 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 I have different terms for things. Right. So. For me, when I'm out networking, that I consider that prospecting, yeah, but it's not the sales yet. So yeah, different. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Prospecting is the prospecting part of the sales process. Mm -hmm. Networking is the networking part of the sales process. Pitching is the transactional part. <laughs> right. 
Yeah. Then, like when you look at referrals, you have to embrace not only the entire sales process, you also have to look at the buying process. How does your client think when they're buying? And then you have to look at customer delivery because a referral process that doesn't focus just as much time on giving and taking care of is just another referral predator, right? So you want to head into the micro? Have I uh, blasted you enough on macro? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not passionate at all. No, not, not at all. We, yeah. we just need to be careful of the language we use on the podcast. I, I am I am a sinner saved by grace. True. But Apple has really strong ratings that won't. <laughs> we, we might have to. If you hear a blanked out word, you know what happened. Because Apple doesn't want like that. <laughs> I, I have my clean rating. I want to keep it that way. <laughs> mm, gotcha. So you have to Marketing hint and tip. You want Apple to promote your podcast out to everyone? So if you want the overseers. Yes. Let's talk micro. You ready? I'm ready. So the micro strategy is where instead of being very systematic and and macro is about how can we use little bits of time, little bits of energy for a cumulative aspect. The micro is where we're looking for golden geese and golden eggs, right? We are when it comes to our personal time. And so like one of my golden geese is a guy named Mike. I met him through LinkedIn. Right. I was referred to him by somebody I met on LinkedIn and we've developed an incredible relationship. No one has referred me more introductions in the last three years than Mike has in the last six months. And so this is where you have to identify and be be um, strategic. So, for example, for me, most of my ideal clients are financial advisors and financial planners that work at independent advisory firms meaning they have less oversight and compliance issues. So they have more freedom. Mm -hmm. When I'm looking for golden geese, when I'm looking for somebody that I'm going to pour a lot of time and energy into nurturing relationship so that I can know they're going to refer me, I look for people that serve my clients. So Mike is an owner at an investment firm that is actively interacting with selling to and developing relationships with my ideal clients, but he doesn't do what I do right mm -hmm. in BNI, which is, I'm an old, old BNI guy from way back in the day, you know, BNI, we used to call it being a hub firm. Like you want to be at the center and, and have spokes out to everything. One of the problems is you've got to know that the person that you are going to be purposefully mm -hmm. either getting or giving to you have to know that that's a good match. And so one of the things that I always encourage, if you're a financial advisor or you're a, uh, let's call you a high-end entrepreneur where, you know, your average relationship value is at least 7,500 or more per mm -hmm. client. Let, let's look at this. The first thing you should do is look at who's referred you. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's a couple of reasons why we have data. Like they already did it. Like we don't have to wonder if they want to help you. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Right. But this is also where if you don't have a strategy for how you handle referrals, how you borrow the car, return it better. I've never met someone that is knocking it out of the park on referrals from clients predominantly because they usually are executing the nagging strategy. Right. So here's the problem at the macro level. 
if you train everybody to only give you referrals when you ask, they will respect your wishes. At the micro level, at the micro level, we're having very purposeful, very individualized conversations about giving and getting. And so my micro strategy always starts with giving. Mm -hmm. It always starts with giving because, A, I find that people are always interested when I'm looking to help them. (laughs) Right. It's the it's the truest version of the law of reciprocity yeah it's weird like some dude talked about do unto others yeah (laughs) it was a while ago i think that might have been the most successful marketing campaign ever and it was social but it didn't use media yeah so my point being start with giving now if you are giving now these are referral sources not clients so if you're giving to a cpa or giving to somebody else At that point, if you do this strategy well, 50% of the time, they're going to, before you even say anything, they're going to say, wow, I've never had anybody do this for me before. How can I help you? Oh, okay. And then this is where the research comes in. Because the worst thing you can do when somebody says, how can I help you? Is make them be a salesperson for you. Yeah. Most people in referral process, Kim, at the micro level, where we should be executing and just being completely transparent. They go, well, anybody you know who, right? Because they, hate, <laughs> yeah, because they hate sales, because yeah. they don't know what sales is, because they hate sales, they offload all of the professional sales hard stuff, prospecting, qualifying, getting meetings. They offload that on their clients and referral sources, which is why they don't get enough referrals. Mm-hmm. So. This is where we go into specifics. So my friend Mike and I, almost without exception, when one of us meets a new financial advisor, there is a discussion with each other about that. Because here's the beauty at the micro scale. You ready? Mm -hmm. Referrals can help you sell down through the funnel. Sometimes I'll have one referral source get me the social introduction because they can And then down the funnel, I might have another one of my referral sources or network players reinforcing the referral all the way through. I may have another one after delivery of product or service checking in with my now client, making sure we don't have buyer's remorse. So referrals can happen. They can be powerful at every level of the sales process. And so I don't know if that makes enough sense for people. So here, here's how it works. You ready? I'm ready. This is, this is my fancy, unbelievable script. Hey, Kim, thank you so much for helping me and referring me in the past. Would it, be, would it be okay if we had a conversation about you introducing me to Larry Levine? Sure. Now, what's in there? I didn't say, hey, I want you to introduce me to Larry Levine. What did I ask? I asked if it'd be okay if we had a conversation about introducing me to Larry Levine. And and that's the most important part I want you to get. When it becomes time to be proactive, when we are doing the micro strategy, we're asking if it's okay to have a conversation. And we're doing that because that lowers risk. Yeah. I do this with people I know that will refer me to the person. Mm -hmm. It still works. I do it with people I've taught this to. And it still works because 
it's a human to human trust building. That's why on my website, on the pricing page, I literally list on there who I'm an absolute disaster for. Yeah. And the reason is, is because I am building trust with people that shouldn't buy from me and from the people that should. Right. And so that's, is that, is that help with the micro strategy? Oh, <laughs> that is some good meat to chew on there, brother. <laughs> I always serve it. There's never one course when I serve dinner. <laughs> oh, you and I are going to have some adventures, my friend, as we work on your book. <laughs> this is what everybody's like. Wow. Poor Kim. She's got to work with him on the book. <laughs> you, know, you know, what's really powerful for me. So here's what's powerful. I, you know, I'm like, I'm like, thank you, God. Like someone has some answers for me. Right. <laughs> like th this is the thing, like, you know, people, people don't realize one of the reasons why I have loved being a publisher and it's something people never think about. Do you know how much free education, you know, how much free business education I have gotten since I've started this business? Oh, and some of it was good. Yeah. Some of it was good. <laughs> Actually, no, some of it was excellent. Yeah. Almost everything I've learned from my clients has been good, but there, there are, lessons that were excellent you know working with larry on his book was no <laughs> was a culmination of years fighting myself and finally having someone of larry's character character say you know it's okay to be you nobody else can you know i worked with an, a, a canadian olympic coach ram nair and you know the the lesson there was was that <laughs> you know, I can do anything I want to do hmm. if, I, if I'm if I'm willing to pay the, be the person who's willing to learn to accomplish it. And, yeah. and I was like, yeah, I am. Right. You know, so it's 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 an incredible thing for me as a publisher. You know, when I say my mind's blown, it's because, you know, I am now seeing the possibilities for the next level. And it's exciting. So, you know, everyone else can say, oh, poor Mike has to work with Kim. I'm like, oh, thank you, Lord. I get to work with Mike. Well, I wish that more people. No. <laughs> it's similar to why I'm a coach. Right. You know, and but I, I, I think one thing that would be really important for the people listening to understand, and this is a shameless promotion of you and your business, the people that should be hiring you are people that know they have a story, right? That that are connected to their business. They're not just doing it to make money. They're connected to it for a purpose and a reason. The challenge is, and this is like, I've, I've helped write a book before. I've been featured in books. Like I've done this thing before and life's too complex right now for me. And so when I got introduced to Kim, what I was looking for is someone that would take the anxiety about getting the book done and having it reflect what I really was trying to say. And, and that's what, like, I have open on my desktop all the time, her wonderful project management software. I, I show it to people all the time, <laughs> literally on my iPad. I'm like, do you know why I buy from Kim? Let me show you chapter one. And she's got every, like, she has the entire process is documented. And what that gives me is it gives me peace of mind. 
right? I know it's going to get done. I know when it's going to get done. I know it's going to be great because not only does she have the process, she's amazing in it. But like, I am making more money as a result of hiring you. Oh, that's cool. Like my, I have gotten more referrals since you and I first started talking in December about trying to schedule an appointment when you're on vacation. I've gotten more referrals in the past two and a half months because I know the book's coming out and I have less anxiety about that. And I have more energy. Every time you and I talk, I get more passionate about what I'm doing and I get more excited about the future. And I get like, and it's working. Like you should hire Kim just because you're going to make more sales as a direct result of her process of helping you write the book. And then the book's going to come out. Yes. So that is my laid back, low energy testimonial for Kim. <laughs> oh, Mikey, crack me up. <laughs> like, don't work with me if you want that soft counselor coach. No, I, you know what? I, I've always looked for very strong people to work with, people who will challenge my perceptions, my mindset, people who, you know, call me up on the carpet, right? People who see when I'm just trying to flub through it. <laughs> so like my people who, who see when I really don't want to answer the question. <laughs> you know what the beauty is, is my clients call me on the carpet. It's one of the greatest things about the way that I coach is I tell my clients, please, if I make a mistake, you need to let me know right away because all I care about your results. Yep. I'm not trying to be right. Yep. Well, I'll make you a promise, Mike. <laughs> I, I accept your promise. Because <laughs> I know what it is. I have no problems calling you up on the carpet during this process because we are going to get this book done. And if you're interfering with it, I'm going to let you know. <laughs> That's why I hired you, because that was what I needed. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sorry. Mike, we are out of time. Locking. So, Mike, if people have enjoyed this today, you know, if, they're, if their mind is now spinning, what is the best way to connect with you? So I know you're on LinkedIn and you publish a lot there. So people can, can find you, Mike Garrison, G-A-R-R-I-S-O-N, on LinkedIn. But how else can people connect with you? Like if they're like, okay, I may not be a financial advisor, but I really need to, you know, I really need to learn from this man. You can always email me at mike at valuesbasedmindset.com. Um, I would recommend that you check me out on LinkedIn strictly because I've got over a hundred articles and thousands of posts all about referrals, all about essentialism, all about being a good human being. And um, I think that one of the greatest things you could do as a prospective client of mine is look at how much I've given you to figure out whether or not you like me before you talk to me. True. Which is what the book's about as well. I mean, the, like the upcoming book is yet another way for people without having to go all in and spend an hour with me or hire me you can spend 15 bucks on a book and you can get a lot of the, the skeletal, you know, the skeleton, yeah, the, the foundation laid, but link, LinkedIn is, I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn, right. And LinkedIn, you know, direct message me, just make sure you let me know who you are. Um, you, know. you listen to the podcast. 
Yeah. Don't talk to me about 10 times in my business. I will delete your request. <laughs> yes. Spam not allowed. Yes. Yeah, sir. Spam a lot. Ugh, brutal. Well, Mike, all I can say is that it has been a total, complete, wonderful privilege to have you on the podcast. I am deeply honored that you have spent this time uh, to invest in not only in me, but in my listeners as well. So thank you guys so much for listening. If you have enjoyed this podcast, if this podcast has made a difference in your life or your business, would you do something for me? I don't ask this very often, but I think these two episodes have been incredibly powerful. Can you share it out? Can you let people know what you've learned and let them know that the Author to Authority podcast cares about you and your business. So this has been Mike Garrison and Kim Thompson-Pinder on the Author to Authority podcast. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on the very next episode. Bye now. Thank you for listening to the Author to Authority podcast. I have a free gift that I would love to give you. Coming out this year, I am releasing my book, Author to Authority. And if you are an entrepreneur, solopreneur, small business owner, professional coach, or speaker, and you want to find out how to gain visibility and how to build your business bigger, stronger, faster, then I recommend that you download a free sample of the Author to Authority book at www.authortoauthority.com forward slash get dash the dash book. It's going to be a great resource for you that teaches the author to authority concept and the six key areas that you build authority in and how you can use a book to do it all faster. So don't forget, get your free copy today.